0: Good afternoon, and welcome to a couple with. That was a very long, strung out. Good afternoon, but I am, I'm, I'm feeling good. I hope you're feeling good too. It's the end of the year and starting a new one. And if you'd heard my podcast before, you'll hear what I was about to. What's what I've got planned for the future, um, and. It's gonna hopefully be a good 2020 and I'm gonna use Synjack again with clear vision. <laughs> this one is not gonna be like normal, it's not gonna be um you know how ways you can help and this that and the other. This is me talking about my dry year. Now I'm gonna go into this with an explanation. What I learned, what what happened, sorry, what I learned, you know, beginner, middle, end. Um, so let's take a sip of our cuppers again. Anybody who would like me to review a tea, like while I'm doing a podcast, I'm not going to say no. I do love a good cup of tea, and you guys know that, hence why the podcast. But, <laughs> but here goes, right. Dry year was something i was never intending to do dry year was something i intended to do for three months and i knew i knew it wasn't enough if you guys go back about a year i did two podcasts with two very amazing people um, and they spoke about their drinking issues now i'd already done last year i did dry january but as soon as dry january was up i got drunk (laughs) seriously and we're all guilty of it don't tell me i'm not the only one because i know i'm not the only one we're all guilty of it um as soon as the the you're like oh it's a dry i'm not drinking this month and then you drink and it literally does nothing i'm sorry but it doesn't you don't have any re- revelations you just get healthier for a month and then you're back to drinking it doesn't actually change i'm sorry these are my opinions of my experiences no judgment to anybody else but i don't feel it does shit it's like going oh i'm not gonna eat chocolate for a month or sometimes i go and do that without even realizing it it's nice to raise money and awareness for things. I, I do. But if it's not actually making a change, what's the point? That's my opinion. Again, my opinion. My opinion. So, um, I did dry January last year. And then proceeded as soon as you got to February, March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October, November, December. I was drunk at some point in all of those months. And I dealt with a lot that year. I dealt with a breakup. I dealt with nearly... Um, oh, the breakup happened around my college exams, so that was fun. Um, trying to pick a uni, getting ready for uni, starting the uni. Um, trying to go to TED Talks. Dealing with... S- ignoring my inner self who was telling me I was screwing things up. By getting drunk, um, it was how I would handle stuff. You know, I'd learned that as a kid. Like, and I do mean kid. What happens when stuff goes wrong? Get a drink. What happens when you celebrate something? You get a drink. What happens when it's been a bad day? You get a drink. And my ex was a heavy drinker, and I never saw a problem in it. Oh, not to lie, I didn't see a problem in it, but I didn't see a problem in my drinking because he was such a heavy drinker and in comparison it wasn't that bad but there was something in me that I got to the end of the year and I was hating drinking I was hating it I didn't like myself I didn't like the hangover because let's face it as you get older you you it, it. I never used to hang, have, have hangovers but last year I had so many it was unreal I, I, I so strange it's like your body goes, nope, done. And I got to the end of the year and I was forcing myself to drink. I knew I didn't want it anymore. But I have this thing where, inside of me, where if I feel like I, I've i had enough of something, I push myself to I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of looking at it, sick of it. I'm, sick. I'm just sick. It, the idea of it just makes me sick. And that's, you know, the idea of how back in the day, back in my day, they used to say, if you got caught smoking, you'd have to smoke a load and then it'd make you sick and you'd never want to smoke again. Well, that's kind of how I took my thing because that's what I was taught. You have something of too much of it and it makes you sick. You don't want it. And that's how I come to my, which yes, I know is not the sensible thing to do with alcohol before any comments. Yes, I know. Yes, I wasn't thinking straight. Yes, just Yes all right i'm not arguing with you it's wrong in all shape or form it's wrong so i'm not arguing with you on that one um so i just i, I was so sick of it and um, my health was no good i was trying to run and i was always feeling crap i would out my university i'd i'd worked so hard to get into it and then i was screwing it up by you know oh fuck it i'm just going to chill with a beer or i sod it out of a glass of wine and my, my money was hurting because like you don't ever go in to a shop and buy one thing and if you do what's your trick because I really want to know but I really can't just walk into a shop like kids need this and oh look at that's on a good offer isn't it oh look at this love to myself like because I you know being on your own and oh you're hungover the next day so you can't be asked to cook so you get a takeaway or you don't move in general i just and so my bank account was hurting because i'd spend i going go into i have to buy a bottle of wine and then another load of stuff that go with it by the time i realized that it's like 30 quid if i do that a couple of times a week so you say you do that three times a week twice a week maybe once during the week you're talking 90 quid before you've even started 90 quid just think about that, over four weeks, that's £360 and you wonder where your money's gone. But I really was, I mean I couldn't get it, like, it was just getting to that point and I just I, I just couldn't handle it and I knew I was hiding and running from stuff because I would learned to drink, to hide stuff in a teenage, and they say whatever you learn in teenage years takes a lot to undo because that's when most of your habits are formed. Anything that you've learned by the time you are around 14, 15 and you've stuck with, is really hard to break the habit of because that's when you're maturing into your adult mind, and it's when those habits stick. It's like when they say depression, and mental health issues are usually formed like fifty percent of them are formed by the time you're fourteen, Seventy-five percent of them are formed by the time you're seventy five percent of them are formed by the time you're twenty four. There's a link difference only 25% is added on to it but 50% of them are done it by the time you're age of 14 and then people struggle with them for the rest of their lives I'm talking really fast but there's a point I did not know how to handle my drink and because I grew up in such a, a, a household of of nobody wanted to acknowledge what was going on so I found my way early off drinking and even though I never became an alcoholic There were times I would question myself. I'm not going to lie. There'd be times I would question the amount I was drinking. And if or not, I was alcoholic. I had a past partner say, come on, it's a bit much now. Don't you think it's a bit much? Mm -hmm. Then you kind of go in, you're on that. I was always on the teetering edge. And I realized at the start of this, I don't have to have a drinking problem or be an alcoholic to realize that my drinking was hiding problems. And this is the first thing I had to establish is the fact that I'm going into this knowing that when I stop and break down my wall, that I'm going to be faced with everything of the immediate that I'd been ignoring. And boy, did I notice that quick. Sorry if I didn't scare you on that one. Seriously, that hit me like a fucking truck. January was a horrid month, horrid, because I realised then how much my drinking had been screwing me, and it was simply because I was choosing to numb out, the stress was getting too much, I wasn't handling it very well, I was choosing to numb out, I'd be coming home from uni, because I, I, I don't, I travel towards my uni, I don't stay here, I travel back and forth, I, I'm not, my uni's not in the same in the same city, so by the time I got home I'd be stressed, would, I'd have a a beer but i'm one of those people that as soon as the beer touches alcohol touches my lips i'm off i've trained myself that well i'm also one of those people that can fall asleep like that as well like people hate me for it but i've trained when i train myself well i train myself very well um And but i had to realize that all these things that i've been hiding were about to hit me and knowing that you don't have to have a drinking problem to know that you have problems that drinking is hiding is is the cusp of knowing that if I go to I could easily go too far with this if I don't handle it now which is why I had to deal with it it's like my body was like you need to deal with this you've been working really hard on yourself but if you don't deal with these shit now you are never going to get past this barrier and I got hit with shit hard like a bat across the fucking face And when I say this, I realise how much I'd been drinking, how much I'd been spending, how much I'd been ignoring my uni work and I was so close to on the edge, how much I'd blamed the outside world, still blaming the outside world for all my internal problems. I was hit with it all. It was horrid. I was stressed. I cried a lot. I think January, never mind dry January, it was fucking wet January because I cried that much. I realised and I had to work, work, work and work to make up for all the bullshit that I'd put myself through. And it was my fault. It was my fault. I'd spent years, because it wasn't something that had just established within the last year because of a breakup, because of, of past habits and so on. Like no, it wasn't something that just happened in a year. I was about to face about 20 years worth of bullshit. And. <laughs> You have no idea. I'd I'd stopped a habit. I'd basically stopped a habit I'd been using for twenty years. Yes, I was drinking at fourteen and probably no, I was actually drinking earlier, but still. Um I was breaking something that I'd done for twenty years. What I'd associated to numbing how I'd associated why I'd associated it to numbing, why I was numbing, why was I numbing, what was the problems, what were the issues, what was I trying to hide from, what was I trying to run from. January was spent facing the immediate, like uni, that things that had to be sorted out, money issues that had to be sorted out, all these things that had to be sorted out then, because your immediate, is immediate, comes with the territory of the word, But once you've dealt with the immediate, your constant habits and all that lot are like, hang on. Oh, 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 we we don't know what to do without, you know, saying fuck it and having a drink. Oh, oh, crap, shit, balls, we have to fix. Oh, shit, fuck, oh. And 20 years of bullshit hit me in one go. And every time I felt like I was unlocking something, (laughs) new levels, Crack open. It was like I was making an omelet, and every time I thought oh, I just needed one egg, something would come along. And go no, I need feeding, so I'd have to crack another egg. Oh, but I need feeding. I need you know fulfilling. Oh, we'll have to crack another egg, and this omelet got bigger and bigger and bigger. And beforehand, I was just looking at the eggs going. I don't know how big of an omelet I need to make, so I'm just not going to bother with it. And it's once you realize you need to start cracking those eggs to find out how big of an omelet you need to deal with all these hungry things that are barking at you and like all these hungry mouths that need feeding because you've ignored the fact that they need feeding fulfilling satisfying being content and buggering off cuz once they're content you can carry on with your life and oh god the omelet was big It's so big i Filled a lot of mouths, but still, it's still, I'm still cracking eggs, honestly. I mean, this year I have had to face uh, so much. I've faced, I found my dad's grave, well, one of my possible biological dad's graves. I have found, I have come to terms with bad habits that my mother's given me that what love is. Um, I've had to come to terms with, I've dealt with the issues around um, an atopic pregnancy, I've dealt with issues around being a, a teenage mother and how guilty I felt about it all. I've had to deal with other past traumas that have, I, I will probably never speak about, but they're internalised with me and that's just, just a few on top of realizing that you don't know what love really is because it's always come with a condition and being in relationships with people that fulfilled those roles as the same as mother did was like quite a big smack in the face considering all my partners have had some form of addiction my mother's had an addiction and then I numbed out on alcohol ta-da prophecy fulfilled um it's so easy to understand why people go, and and generations go from addiction to addiction, um, and gambling in my family is rife. Like, but it's stopped at us level of the grandkids cousins. We're all. I don't. We we have issues, but none of us gamble that I know of. None of us have carried that on. We have issues, but none of us gamble. Um, and they had the, these things, you have to work through them, and you have to. And I'm gonna say this sounding cheesy as fuck, but you have to feel through them. There is no other way, and I'd ignored the feelings, I'd numb the feeling, I didn't want to feel every time I'd left myself vulnerable to feel I was hurt. But the realising that I was choosing the people to be vulnerable with to prove the fact that I couldn't be vulnerable with people was just causing myself hurt. I was causing myself pain because I wanted to prove to myself that there was no point being vulnerable. There was no point being, feeling weak, which is not weak, but reaching out to the wrong people to try, to, to, to give you a reason why you shouldn't reach out to people. You're like, oh, we're kind of just self-sabotaging there, aren't you? And that was a lot of the case. It was a self sabotaging. I had to feel through some things you wouldn't believe. And when you feel through them, you feel through them. Like, I've cried tears that I never thought I'd cry. I've felt things I'd never thought I'd felt or feel. That was bad grammar. I apologise. I've gone through some stuff that I, I thought I'd dealt with. Fifteen years ago, turns out, nope. Now I can say I'm. I'm not. I'm content with them, and do you know how you can can tell when you've felt through them and and you've put a resolution to them and, and resolved them within yourself. Is the fact that when you think of them, it brings you no pain anymore. I think of these things, like the main one I think of is, when I think of. Find trying to figure out who my real dad was and finding one of their graves. and just talking to him, talking to a gravestone, and feeling the entire weight of my shoulders drop, like I'd lost that responsibility. If you want another story, go back to that episode. Um, it's called Father of Forgiveness. Um, if you want to know the full story of it, um, but. It, it it was something that I'd carried as a burden and I felt it on my shoulders because as soon as I let go of it, my shoulders, I'd lost that responsibility to carry that. I don't feel that weight on my shoulders anymore. And I felt through many things that way and I'd chosen to drink any time that I had to feel something because it hurt too much. And we do this, it's, we're so hu- flawed as human beings, we hate hurting. But we have to hurt it's how we learn it's how we grow we we have to hurt and feeling through them is the only option we have and we choose to numb out so much in so many ways for me it was alcohol and i don't have that association with alcohol anymore i actually felt myself the other day going don't need the buzz i'm buzzing on life and that sounds cheesy right 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 um it does it does sound cheesy but feeling through it just sit with yourself how do you feel do you actually know how you feel about anything without reaching for something to make you feel better whether or not that's a chocolate bar or in my case a bottle of wine like my favorite drink is jack over ice it's always been in the last couple of years jack over ice but a, a, a glass of sparkling wine but now i know that people are like oh you can have a drink and i'm like mm, no but if i do i'll choose to enjoy the flavor these are the other things that i'm going fi- to i'm going to tell you is you are allowed to take parts of alcohol that you found were good now bear with me i'm going to just come off topic on here because i i have to i had to deal with this is i like the taste of beer i like the taste of the bitterness of alcohol. Now it is very strange for people to understand this, and this is where I'm going to go into people. Is if you've chosen to numb out of alcohol, when you choose to face things, you've got to remove the thing that was obviously making you numb out. So for others, it can be anything like chocolate or whatever. For me, I it was alcohol, but I actually do enjoy the taste of beer, I actually enjoy the taste of alcohol in general. Now, this isn't This was really hard for me to deal with because I was like, I don't want to drink, but I do miss the taste. So I chose to have non-alcoholic stuff, but I kept it at 0.0. Not once did it ever go, not once did I go to 0.5. I I felt really guilty about this at first, but then I realized I'm not, I'm trying to associate myself, uh, disassociate the reasons why I'm drinking. If I incorporate it for me... For me, this was to go about how can I, what will life be like once I, at the end of this year, do I still have that association? Is it now a placebo? And I found at first non-alcoholic drinks were like a placebo. I found myself relaxing. And now I just like the taste. I found, I quite happily say that if I was to stay on non-alcoholic stuff, I'd be quite happy. I like the taste. It doesn't quite taste the same. But I like bubbles and nothing bubbles like wine does, sadly enough. No secco, very good stuff, by the way. But I had to deal with the, the guilt of that because a lot of people say don't drink, and don't drink non-alcoholic stuff and all that. But I found that for me, because it wasn't an, a problem being an alcoholic, I was able to do the switch without a problem. This is not a suggestion to do if you are an alcoholic or struggling with with drinking to that point, if you feel that way, please seek help, um, and if you know it will make you weaker, stay away from non-alcoholic stuff in general, but for me, I found the swap out was a lot easier, Um, but people do change around you, Um, and weirdly, I found that my group of friends that I am tight with, the four people that I'm tight with, don't really drink they might have the odd occasion um Christmas you know once in a blue moon if they felt like one like when I say one I mean literally one, one of my friends literally ha- will have one drink but the, the people I'm tight with don't drink everybody else around them drink and I found that I became very tight with those that don't drink and we, not that we weren't tight before, but we, were, we became tighter. Um, but those who weren't tight with me or tight to a certain degree or came with one of my friends, um, they just couldn't understand the concept of not drinking. People's attitude around drinking is ridiculous. And I can understand why it's so hard for people to go sober if they have a drinking problem. Because drinking is so incorporated into everything that we do it is advertised it is expected it is shown like it is water and it's actually a toxin it's not it's a poison within your body now again this isn't me judging people for drinking because no doubt like i'll probably have another drink but i'm just saying this remember it is a toxin and we treat it like it is a must why do we must have a drink at christmas we must have a drink at celebrations we must do this you know, these, why are we putting, at the end of the week, we must have a glass of wine to relax. What's wrong with just having a bath or doing something else? Like, we must do these things. And I don't understand how, if drinking is just as bad as smoking, why smoking is, is banned nearly everywhere. But drinking, they are, like, think about it. Smoking and drinking cause the most harm, right? Uh, like, that you can buy over the counter. Causing us harm, but smoking is banned everywhere. Drinking, there is establishments set up for you to get intoxicated to the point where you cannot stand up and throw your guts up. Now, let's think about that. If we were to do that here and do that with smoking, there would be a massive uproar. How dare they! But drinking. When you see offers, one pound a shot, fifty p a shot, are you actually doing it for the taste? No, you're doing it to get people into me. You don't get like people are like, oh, when I said I like the taste, and people are like, no, you don't, you don't drink alcohol for the taste. I was like, whoa, that's the problem. That was when I realized I actually don't have a drinking problem. I just know my drinking is hiding my problems. That was the first realization because I never once drunk. Uh, that's when i realized it was going over to the next stage was when last year i was drinking to get drunk whereas before i was drinking just for the taste of it and i was like that's where i keep tea- was teetering on the edge before but i genuinely like the taste and i will drink it for the taste i will enjoy the taste but others will drink for getting drunk and people like you don't drink to get drunk i was like yeah you don't you don't drink for the taste you drink to get drunk and i'm like no I like the taste. I've missed one of my favourite beers. I have searched high and low for a non-alcoholic version of it because I really love the taste. And it's so strange that people to me, like seeing it from both point of views is I look at them like I get why you get to get drunk but one day you're going to have to face why you're getting drunk. And they're looking at me like well, why would you like the taste of something when it's it's just there to get you pissed out your 10 little head? And you're like, we need this understanding of we're actually seeing it from both sides. But it's so strange that I, that's when the moment I realised, like, I actually enjoy the flavour. And if I would, if you would drink the drink without the buzz, would you still drink the drink? Now, for me, I would. And I have done. That's how I knew. That's how I realised that I'd caught something just before it was going to go too far. And I would say that would be my way of going, have I gone too far? Am I drinking it because I'm enjoying it? In the same way with, with food, are you eating it for the sake of eating it? Or are you eating it because you're enjoying it? I'm now getting to the point where I will not have something I won't enjoy. If I don't enjoy it, I won't have it. That goes for food, that goes for drink, that goes for anything. If I cannot savour it, I don't want it. And it changes a lot of people's opinions. And people will give you their opinion. Trust me, they will give you their opinion. Like Everybody has an opinion. But I, I always feel like opinions are like farts. Everybody has one. We all enjoy our own. We don't like each of us. Just saying. Also, the money you will save. Oh my god. The money you will save. And then people are like, how can you afford to do this? I'm not drinking. I'm not going out for to the pub. I'm not going out to spend thirty quid at shop when I go and buy a bottle of wine. Like I could have not survived this year if I was drinking. Not on the fact that I wouldn't have emotionally been able to handle it. But this year has cost me so much. I've had a car crash. I have had to pay for stuff that I never thought I had I've had debts coming out of my ears. Nobody knows about that, but hey but, and I've managed them all because I haven't been drinking. So my spending habits have been a lot better. Don't get me wrong. They could be better than what they are. But knowing that I had savings when things went wrong and I could use them because I had been paying attention to my spending and everything like that was the best feeling in the world. I'm sorry. There's nothing better than going, actually, I've got somewhat of my shit together because I'm not drinking. Mentally, physically and physically. Financially, there is no better feeling than that, and I think that's that's the thing. Is like, is is getting drunk worth all that? Not really. Really, is it? Would you say getting drunk is worth all that? Um, it's changed my body. I'm gonna say that honestly because I'm healthier. It's changed my body a lot, but I think that would to be honest I think that comes part and parcel when you remove something out of your body that's not supposed to if like you say if you eat nothing but processed foods you remove the processed foods your body's going to get healthier I think that comes part and parcel so I'm all for that like in the fact that the more you look after your body in any shape or form the better your body becomes physically That, that seems like common sense to me um but the main thing is is know I've spoken about it is your association to everything so realizing that you don't have to have a drinking problem to know that your drinking is hiding problems the fact that why you was using it to numb out that everything will hit you and are you prepared to hit it how you prepared yeah, I start my word again prepared to face them because that's the hardest part not just the immediate The immediate you, you can deal with the stress but the Because the immediate is the stuff that usually puts people back onto the drink. Whereas it's the long term stuff because they haven't got to that, that, you know you you deal with that after. Are you ready to deal with stuff that might come up from like 20 years ago? And are you ready to feel through them? Because I had to. I have lost track of how many things I've had to feel through and accept. There's a lot of guilt, a lot of shame, a lot of it came heavy on my head and I was able to go through them, feel through them, stop the numbing, realising that I've got to release it, stop bottling it up, ironically. Um, and It's really hard, it's really hard because people will change how they are around you, groups will change around you, you know, you you can do stuff that they don't realise how you're doing it because they're not you, they don't see what's going on in fact, that how you celebrate changes. Like everything will change because you you've changed. Like my birthday, I did bugger all really because it was so everything was so so associated with drinking that people were like I don't know what to do for your birthday, so it didn't really do that much. Um, and I was quite to be fair, I was I, it was it never really bothered me that I was doing so much. It was what bothered me was like the fact that people couldn't think past the pub. That's what bothered me. Um, and your association with alcohol will change. For me, I know I will probably have a drink again. I am not naive to think that I won't drink again. I'm not an idiot. I'm also realistic that my friend is getting married next year. I will toast her wedding. There will be other times where it will be just a casual, I like the taste, so I will have a drink but I will go with the association of, if I don't enjoy it, I won't be having it. I don't want to get the buzz anymore. I don't want the buzz. If you could find my favorite drinks in non-alcoholic versions that tasted exactly the same, I would gladly drink them all the time because I'm all for the flavor. I like the taste of stuff. I like my palate to be trying new things. That's nice to me. I love trying new foods, new drinks, N- new experiences i love food <laughs> so why not um and i'm going to come to the end of it because i keep going over the same points and i feel like this one is the important thing is and because i've heard it all year i feel like i need to end on this one you can you can let me see it for the cheap, cheap seats in the back. You can do it. Because you know how many times I've heard, oh, I couldn't do that. I couldn't do that. I couldn't do that. You can. Anybody can. Please change it to, I don't want to. Anybody can do anything that they set their minds to. You just don't want to. And that is okay. My aim of this, of a dry year, was to sort myself out. I am not putting it on to anybody else to sort themselves out. Who am I to tell you what you can and can't do? When you come at me saying, oh I couldn't, I never asked you to. I never asked you to. Why are you coming at me like I'm judging you? I am not judging you. When people say to me, oh, I couldn't, I heard is, oh, well, you know, uh, 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 it's, it's too hard, I couldn't do that. Actually, you can, anybody could, if they really wanted to. Not Stop saying, I, I couldn't, you can, just say, I don't want to. Be honest, if you don't want to, you don't want to you don't have anything to, I did it because I had a lot of trauma, past trauma I had to face and I was using alcohol to numb out and it was causing me problems, that's why I did it, what you do is up to you, but don't tell me you can't, I've seen people making amazing feats and I know I could, I just don't want to, there's certain things in life that people do that I don't want to do and that's fine, that's them, I'm not them, I want to do what I want to do for myself because I know what will make me better. What well, you do for you, hell, you get on with you. But don't tell me you can't because you can. You just don't want to. I just wanted to make that really, really clear. Is, don't tell me you can't. You can. You just don't want to. Simple. Um. So I'm going to end on that note. This year has been the most emotionally charged roller coaster I've ever been on. I have dealt with stuff. I've given people second chances. I've I've put to put to bed past pain, past trauma. I have faced so much and continued on that I never thought I would see this point. I never thought it because I couldn't imagine it. I couldn't imagine telling somebody, no, you cannot treat me that way. Because if I loved them, I would let them walk all over me. I would always compromise my feelings. Because that's what I thought love was. I, I could never imagine myself pushing myself to be seen in case my past came back at me. Now if my past comes back at me... I know you can judge me all you want because at the end of the day, nobody judges me like me and I'm okay with my past. And I know that being seen, there's a time somebody's probably going to say something and that's cool because that's cool. My past is my past. I'm not there anymore. Neither is anybody else. But the things that we take from our past is our habits and our bad patterns and all of these things and I did my best to deal with them as much as I could this year. This still work. There's always gonna be work. As I say, forever cracking those eggs. Um but <sighs> this is my way of being and I've managed to deal with it all. I never thought I'd see myself to this point, and now that I am, I never wanna stop. And this is the thing is when you take charge and change stuff, don't stop it might not be the same challenge and as I go into the new year um, it will not be the same challenges because once you're content that you've dealt with them you should move on to something new whether that, that takes one year, ten years, five months whatever if you feel you're ready and like I've said in other stuff when your head, heart and gut is all saying it's ready to move on you know you're ready so um, yeah that's my dry year summed up um, I honestly the people that have supported me through this year they know who they are and I really couldn't have managed it without them I love them to death they are my family and without them I I don't know who I would be so if you're listening to this and you know who you are thank you so much for being the person I could run to or the people I could run to When I felt at my lowest. Even if I didn't tell you till last minute what was going on. I honestly couldn't appreciate you so much. And those that left my life this year. I would like to thank you. Because you taught me some great lessons. I don't hate anybody. I can't. It's just not within me. I don't hate. I don't do revenge. It's just not within me. Um. I've never ever, I think I've only ever done revenge once and it didn't work out. And I thought, well, what's the fucking point in this? But And if you want to know about that story, seriously, past podcast, ta-da. But I recommend this to anybody who feels that they may they not have a drinking problem. But if they have... No, drinking is hiding problems. It might be time to face it. Because if what I'm saying rings true, there's something that is pricking inside of you that is going sort this out so at the end of my dry year i'm gonna say thank you all for being amazing listening to all of these again like seriously you're all i can't thank you all enough i really i really can't i i wish there was a way that i could come out uh, come all to you and thank you individually for the ones that have come and listened but considering like there's lots of you it'd be really really difficult plus some of you are not in this country so that'd be even more difficult um there is many things that i'm going to go into into the new year um if you listen to my other podcast about new new year's uh, resolutions and how to believe in them but there are new challenges i'm setting for next year on top of that um on top of my New, uh, new resolu- uh, my new year episode and this one I will be doing a third one talking about what's going into fully into next year of what I plan to do to a some degree once I've got sorted out and how I know I'm going to go by but as I say thank you all so much if you feel there is somebody who might not have a, a drinking problem but it's on the cusp and you're worried about them maybe forward this on see if it helps them I'm always willing to talk if anybody wants to talk about how they're struggling, not drinking. I am not let me clear this out. I am not a professional yet. I'm still in the process of education but sharing your experience with somebody else who's experiencing the same thing means that they feel that they're not alone. So if they want to talk to me about how I went through and how I managed it, please send them my way. I am, I will gladly speak to anybody. I really will. Um, everybody's a friend. Everybody can have a cup of tea. I'm all for that. I'm, I'm one of those people that is just not willing to give up on human beings yet. That's my thing. Um, but on that note, I'm going to say, as I always do, thank you. Like, comment, share if you feel like this is something that you want to see more of or hear, see, hear more of. And to everybody, I wish you all good day, a good brew, and I hope 2020 is a good year for you. If you like this episode and want to listen to more, I have over 60 episodes of A Copper With, and they go from me talking on my own about subjects and stories of my life to others, and some people I've spoken to have incredible, incredible stories, and that's what it's all about, talking about people's stories over a cup of tea and having those open conversations so like i say if you like share subscribe rate that's all appreciated and thank you so much for taking the time out to listen to this